The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Since last week now, you can apply for your seven-year-old to get a free GP visit card. And it's going up to eight as well. Uh, seven and eight-year-olds now. So every child under eight is entitled to free GP visits, which is desirable in any system, I would have thought. Dermot Quinlan is Medical Director of the Irish College of General Practitioners. Um, Dermot, very desirable, but it's going to cause problems, I think you're saying. Good morning. Good, good morning, PJ. Certainly the Irish College of GPs welcomes the extension of the medical card for children aged six and seven. So it's it's it will move from being the under sixes to the under eights. So children aged eight currently won't be eligible. Uh, so it's children aged six and seven, and we, we welcome that. Um, many parents struggle to pay uh, their GP bills for sick children, and Ireland is an outlier in that most European countries provide free access to GPs as a, as a right. So, you know, we welcome this. It will it will definitely cause challenges. You know, we are extending this to almost 80,000 children. We know when the under sixes came in that the consultation rate for the under sixes increased by 30%. So we anticipate that we will have a similar increase in consultation rates. And the big challenges, we simply don't have the GP capacity to absorb this. Um, however, you know, we are working with the HSE and the Department of Health. Uh, we have two um, programs to increase the number of GPs. We are rapidly and very substantially increasing the number of GPs in training. Back in 2015, we had 155. This year, we have 285. Mm-hmm. Next year, we have 350. Uh, so that's a very substantial increase, but it is a four-year training program, and it will take four years for these wow. extra numbers to come online. Mm. Um, I think a lot of people forget that, Dermot, you know, that you don't just come out of medical school, do your year and a bit in a hospital, jobbing around the place, and then go and put up a brass plate. Can't do that can't do that no uh we have like we have it's a really good four-year training program in the uk in the nhs it's a three-year program and they would like to move to a four-year program because really like the world of medicine has changed and evolved so much that it does require a four-year training program um but the the challenge for us is that it does take four years from when people start. So the HSE then have funded a, a novel program, which is where we support doctors coming in from outside the EU um, to work in suit. These are experienced, highly experienced GPs, um, and they come and work in GP practices for two years. At the end of that, like over that time, we give them a lot of education supports. And at the end of that time, they sit their Irish GP exams and hopefully will join our Irish GP workforce and stay here. So. We, like again, with the support of the HSE, we will have 100 doctors from outside the EU uh, participating in this program by the end of this year. Sure. And we hope to very substantially expand it next year. And these doctors are particularly going into rural areas. And we know that there's a major shortage of GPs all across Ireland, yeah. but it's particularly acute in rural areas. Talking to Dr. Fiona down in West Cork about what happened to her locum on holidays and all that a few weeks ago would raise the hair in your head. 78,000 children, dear or what will come under the umbrella with this new expansion of the card. Is there evidence out there from previous expansions that it leads to more appointments? Uh, it's certainly, certainly we have a really good published research from within Ireland showing that when the under sixes came in, the consultation rate went up 30%. Right. Uh, so we anticipate the same will happen. Now, the important thing to realise, PJ, is that 
people bring their children to see the doctor when they're worried about them. And the evidence is that to date, people who had to pay, that was a barrier. So Mm -hmm. they didn't bring their children when maybe they should have, and they just simply couldn't afford to do so. So we do welcome this, you know, it it will, particularly for hard pressed parents, it will make it easier to, it removes the financial barrier to see their GP. You're very, very clear on that, Dermot, aren't you? That there's there's no question at all here of you as a GP or any of your colleagues being opposed to this expansion. You're just saying it's going to cause us problems. We like it. It will replace a financial barrier with an access barrier. You know, all the reports like we have say we should have fifty percent more doc, more GPs. So currently we've just over four thousand. So we need over six thousand GPs, and that's you know. So if you increase the demand for a service when we simply we don't have enough doctors to deliver that service. Now again, we're working with the HSE. So if we can, like, we need more than double the number of GP nurses, and our GP nurses across Ireland do a phenomenal work. And most of your listeners will know that, like, they'll be familiar with uh, baby vaccines, flu vaccines, COVID vaccines, smear tests, blood pressure, blood tests. So our GP nurses. Uh, do a huge amount of work and we would look to double the number of GP nurses and increase the number of GPs by 50%. So we need a very substantial uplift in the GP workforce. Because there is a a kind of a commonly held myth out there, Dermot, and I'll put it to you as a myth I've heard, that in actual fact GPs don't like having nurse practitioners about them, but that's not true. Oh, you know, we are heavily dependent on our GP nurse colleagues. We like we know that GPs do 21 million consultations a year and our nurse GP nurses do an additional 8 million consultations. So we have a Shaping the Future document, which we published a year ago. And in that, we clearly articulate as a strategic objective to double the number of GP nurses and to support nurses to take on enhanced roles, you know, so that we would have nurses with more expertise in. And they're already out there, but in small numbers, you know, with nurse prescribing, with nurses managing people with stable asthma, with diabetes, with COPD. Mm-hmm. Like the, the role of nurses is expanding enormously, and we welcome that. So- so, so Johnny or Mary rings the surgery at half nine in the morning and say, look, I I'm, I'm, can't manage my sugars or, or whatever, or my arthritis is at me or whatever. The nurse, the nurse can take care of that a lot of the time. Like, there, there, we, we, we now have a structured care program for chronic disease, dealing with things like high blood pressure, diabetes, COPD, and it's a matter of matching people's, the doctor and our nurses skill set to the patient's needs so increasingly nurses are taking on very substantive roles and we absolutely support them in doing this all right okay well we'll see where it goes over the months and year indeed to come you've been saying it's into the winter we'll see this shortage kick in with the access for the the under eights thank you Dermot Quinlan medical director of the Irish College of General Practitioners and GP here in Cork Cork's 96 FM